This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. Hello and welcome. I'm Ann Romer. You are listening to How Money Works with Hembot. A few years back, I hosted a show on CP24 called On the Quarter, all about your money. I worked with one of Canada's top financial advisors at the time. We fielded viewers' questions about wealth, wisdom, money management, financial fitness, and debt, and how to deal with it. There was never a shortage of issues or of questions. Fast forward to today, where money, in many ways, is far more complex. What remains unchanged, though, is its importance when it comes to our well-being physically and emotionally, and why understanding how money works can help us live our best lives at whatever stage. I am delighted to explore this topic again, and guiding all of us today and over this podcast series will be Hembot. He's going to provide basics and also some advanced thinking over the four episodes starting today. He has built his career on understanding money, the role it plays in our lives, and how to make it and keep more of it. Hembat has a bachelor's in business admin in accounting and taxation, a master's certificate in project management, and LLQP. He has completed courses in Canadian investment funds and branch management from the IFSE Institute. With more than a decade under his money belt, Hem proudly and enthusiastically leads seminars on how money works for professionals and beginners alike. His unique perspective on balance in life, discipline in spending and saving, and setting life priorities has educated and truly inspired his clients. But his financial mentorship is only part of who Hem really is. He's also a loving husband, a devoted father, and dedicated community leader who not only talks the talk, he definitely walks the walk. Welcome, Hem. What a thrill to meet you and to have this opportunity to hear from you how money works. Thank you, Anne. And uh, I must say that thank you for having me today and uh, organizing this whole event. Uh, I'm sure that we are going to have fun time, wonderful podcast. Uh, It is going to be fun as well as the education as well. So I'm really pleased uh, to have me here. And why a podcast, Hem? People are into into the game of too much uh, social media. There are so many resources available as well. And a podcast is one of the most effective way, in my opinion, where people can get so much knowledge about anything what they want. Uh, they can always go back to the podcast if they need to repeat themselves for any information. And then podcast is something I think they can listen to anytime while they're driving, they're home, they're sipping on a coffee. It doesn't matter. I think podcast is, is, is very popular. People are very familiar with it too. Uh, nowadays, I think that's the time we are just kind of getting into where we are, we are looking forward to more podcasts and just go back to those, those times. Excellent. So, Ham, let's start with some basics. I've given everyone a Coles Notes version of you. Can we start at the beginning, before financial planning for you, before Primerica? Tell me your story. All right. So I think that is that is a long story, but I'll try my best to make it as short as I can. I was uh, a student, and uh, I was working at McDonald's, and uh, I was trying to just kind of see that... Um, how how I, I was going to get through the, the school and working at McDonald's and, and so forth. Then someone brought it to my attention that uh, Bill was hiring. So I started working with Bill and it was part-time. So I was doing three things at a time. And my concept back in my head was always that to save money. 
And I think it already came, there was a natural transition from my dad because he was a private lender and he always taught us certain concepts. So that's why I never had a student loan. And I remember myself that uh, when I was even uh, working, I was not into spending so much money for the food, eating outside. It was more like, how can I save money so I can get hurt financially? So what happened as a result of that, two years down the road, I was able to purchase a house because then at that point I got married. I purchased a home in Woodbridge and I put down almost uh, 50% as a down payment. And that is all result of being disciplined. My daughter was born a year later and uh, she was only three and a half months. At that point, she was diagnosed with leukemia. And she was at the Sick Kids Hospital uh, on uh, chemotherapy treatment. Uh, she was there straight for five months. And uh, when she came out of the hospital, she was only eight months. And then me and my wife, we were strong-headed. We just kind of wanted to move forward with the life, uh, even though there were some setbacks, some very, uh, com like so many complications and uh, so much struggle we had to go through uh, based on her diagnosis and treatment, what she had received. But then uh, when she was age four, there was another diagnosis came in. And then we were just getting through that. We were just kind of uh, flying over to U.S. and then we were just seeking the help from the doctors here. So that's all we did. But at the same time, what we never lost, the, the line of sight on, on how we can manage our finances. So even though we were doing a lot, we were spending a lot of money, to make our daughter like more more healthy, more more well-being, we never actually put ourselves in any debt. And then at some point, we started realizing that uh, money is a very important aspect, um, no matter how you look at it. And um, so then we were we we always wanted to become an entrepreneur. So we just started our own business, uh, which did not work out because it wasn't for us. And then even though after we sold that business, uh, we were constantly looking for something. And because our desire, our, I think our discipline in a way that how to save more money, how to invest it wisely and so forth, we got interested to get into financial services side of the business. And then me and my wife, we both got our licenses. So in fact, she got her license first, then I got my license. And we just started working part-time in the industry. So besides me working almost 10, 12 hours a day as a project manager at Bell, and my wife was working in the legal industry, we found the time so that, uh, you know, it's all about um, sacrifices, right? So you have to just do little and then you get more in the later time. So, so that's exactly what we were focused on. And that's what we did before Primerica. And, you know, it's interesting because you talk uh, about discipline, but you also have such a positive attitude and you chose a partner in life who shared that vision. That is absolutely true. Uh, I must say that I'm so blessed to have Krishna in my life. And uh, we both have the same vision. We both are on the same page all the time. We both are strong-headed uh, no matter what uh, comes in our way, but we have always got through every single scenario. And how is your daughter today? She's doing amazing. Uh, she's actually in the last year of her high school, and uh, mm -hmm. we are just looking forward to it. And the whole idea is also that uh, we were always looking for the quality of life and the flexibility. So 
as a result of what we were able to build, now my wife is also looking into something else, which she has already started. And uh, she's already on her way to become an interior designer. So eventually our goal is to get our daughter into that area as well because she's also very much interested on that Mm -hmm. side. And it's all about the family business. And never stop dreaming. That is true. Let's talk about your company. Tell me all about it. So our company was founded back in 1977. Uh, So it's been almost 47 years now. And uh, originally it was founded in the U.S. And uh, then later on it came in Canada in 1986. It is a public company. Uh, We are on New York Stock Exchange. Our ticker symbol is PRI. And uh, we have millions of clients in all lines of business. And then we have offices across Canada, across U.S. Uh, It's a very wide spectrum company where we offer so many different types of services as well. So uh, that comes with all areas of finance. And from the ground up, it sounds like you've built that from the ground up. So, yes, because when we started, we were fairly new. Uh, we were just we just started as a, as a financial services representative, just like as a regular agent, part-time people, and uh, we just made our way through. And is it safe to say that what you learned through all of this, the good, the bad, the ugly, if you will, you are able to dispense that information and your experience to others so that they might avoid some pitfalls. That is true. So so that's also another thing that this this is all about educating people on the financial literacy. It's all about meeting with them, you know, just uh, just having casual conversations and then teach them on sound concepts, strategies, show them some rules and principles. And uh, many a times I also talk to them about our personal experiences, like how, what we did. And it really helps people as well, because people sometimes don't know what needs to get done. But when they hear the stories, then I think stories are very powerful. We all know this. And uh, that, that's what we basically do when we meet with people. And uh, also another thing, what I also do on, like besides meeting with individuals, I also do the seminars for different organizations. And uh, through my seminars, I just uh, create the awareness of financial wellness. And I have done it for many different uh, organizations, all different types of organizations. And I still do it. And I I, I love it. Because you know what? You you just get to speak to so many people. (laughs) And in my eyes, you're just making an impact uh, for other families as well. You're just putting them on the right path which is the path which everyone is seeking. So in essence, these podcasts, we have a series of four coming up and we are in number one right now, but it, it's in a way a seminar and it's reaching so many people in a different way. That is true. Yeah. That is so true. So yeah. let's get down to business, shall we? Can you expand on what is covered in a financial needs analysis? So financial needs analysis is, is, a, is a comprehensive plan which we actually prepare for our clients. And uh, what that plan talks about is where do you stand today financially and where you will be in next 5, 10, 20, 30 years, depending on the age of the client. So that also gives them an eyesight of what needs to get done to correct the shortfall or how to breach the gap of what they have done so far. Because many a times, like for one simple example is when we were saving money for our daughter before even we didn't have any of the knowledge, we had no clue that, well, how that money will look like next 5, 10, 15 years, right? 
But if someone has a goal about I'm saving money for retirement, I'm saving money for, the, let's say, the wedding, or I'm saving money for my kids' education, doesn't matter what it is, or someone is putting, uh, paying off the debt. So let's say paying down the mortgage or any other debt. So if someone has a plan to, to pay down entire debt by certain age, then without the plan, they can't. And that's why we call this GPS. Oh. So if you want to drive from here to California, what would you rely on? GPS, right? And why? Because we don't want to get lost, right? And it also depends on what vehicle you're going to choose. You can bike, you can go in the car, or you can fly, you can jog. Depending on what you're going to use, that's exactly how it's going to dictate that how many years or months it will take for you to get there, right? And this is very important as well because when we all were in school, we got to learn math, history, science for a number of years. How many times today we are using history on a daily basis, right? But money is something that we never actually got taught in school. We never learned about those rules in the school. So, so I think that's the fact I like about it, that the financial literacy, um, it is always going to be, uh, uh, it's the primary foundational issue or, or, or concern for the families, regardless of the size of the family, the type of the family, or what type of house they live in, it doesn't matter. May I ask the financial needs analysis, is uh, in case of emergency built in, so for instance, if an analysis had been put together five years ago, we didn't know we were going to go into a pandemic three years ago. So is is that built in contingency plans uh, that we don't know things are going to be thrown at us? It's, a, it's an amazing question, Anne, and I'm glad that you asked, because the way we work with our clients is we basically meet with them every single year. And the reason why, because people's need change, right? For example, we go see our doctor every single year. Now, you don't have to, but if you go see your doctor and then you go through those medical checkups, it is good for us because we are preventing if something should happen unforeseen. And this exact concept we apply when it comes to the finances. So we meet with our clients on an annual basis, and then we just kind of review everything, what was done last year, year before, five years ago, and we keep making those changes as needed. Hembat, I want to ask you what the rule of 72 is. I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rule of 72 is a finance rule. Uh, that rule basically gives a simple calculation of how many years it will take to double our money. So, for example, for instance, if someone who is saving money and the money is growing at average rate of return of 3%, so you take 72, you divide that into three, your answer is 24. Every 24 years, money gets doubled. So if that individual has saved 10,000 upfront, now in 24 years, that person will have $20,000, okay? And then it goes on. If someone is uh, earning 6% average, then they take 72, divide that into six, their answer is 12. So that means every 12 years, the money gets double. And then someone is earning 12% average, and then they take 72, divide that into 12, answer is six. Every six years, the money gets double. So if you take that as an example, someone who is saving at 3% in 48 years, that individual will have about $40,000. Whereas on the opposite side, someone who is earning 12%, 
in the same amount of years, that individual will have $2.5 million saved up, right? So this is the kind of, uh, uh, and, and everyone has doubling periods in their life, like different ones. So, so someone who is in 20s have more doubling periods in their life than someone who is in 40s. So the question is also what I ask my clients is, this rule is amazing, like this is great, right? And you understand this well, but how many doubling periods you have left in your life? So, yeah, so that's that, the that is the rule of 72. Yeah, that's a, great, that's a great rule and fascinating how you've explained it. Next, what is income protection? Income protection is the fancy name of uh, life insurance, okay? And income protection is something that people always need to take that into consideration, and we call that the foundation of the financial house, okay? So it is something like, let's say you're a builder, and I come to you because I want to buy a house, but then I would say to you that, and you know, can you build the family room first because I really like my family room? Or can you build the kitchen first? I like the kitchen because I like, love to cook. Your answer would be no. The reason why, because without the solid crack-free foundation, you cannot put anything up about that, right? So that's why when it comes to the financial house, we always talk about the life insurance because life in insurance creates the immediate estate for the family if something should happen to one of the breadwinners of the house. Okay, So that's the income protection. And, and why people need to get the life insurance is because if while you're living, uh, you're, you're bringing money into the house, you're paying off your bills, you're living your life based on your income, whatever you're doing, but when the one income stops, your bills are not going away, right? And that's why you need to make sure that whatever the obligations are, which is the mortgage, uh, kids' education, any of the debt, final expenses, or any survivor income you want to leave behind, everything should be the part of the life insurance. And how does that income protection then work should any of these scenarios take place? So the way it works is um, when someone gets the life insurance, uh, which means now they have to go through an approval process up front, and once they have a life insurance in place and uh, when they have to claim for it, then they just simply claim the life insurance and then the, the benefit gets paid to the beneficiary. Crazy question. Do you still have to contribute to your life insurance policy while it is giving you some benefits? No. Once okay. <laughs> you once the benefit has been paid out, then there are no more premiums. You see, I have so many questions for you, and I know everybody listening right now has exactly the same. Four ways to earn an income. And are there more than four ways, Hem? So... I go by this uh, particular concept. It's called cash flow quadrant. And uh, Robert Kiyosaki is a very well-known author, very well-known speaker as well. He has wrote this book. It's called uh, Reach Dead, Poor Dead. Okay? And uh, I don't know. Did you read it? No, not yet, but I'm, I'm going to now. Okay. All right. <laughs> you should. So he has explained this in his book about this particular concept, that there are four ways to earn an income in society. So there is one way someone can be an employee which means someone who is working at a job, which I was. I was working with Bell. I was on a salary. You were at McDonald's as well. I was at McDonald's you know, as well. In your yes. early years, yes. Yeah, you yeah. worked for the, for the, they used to say, work for the man, but now it's work for the person. <laughs> yes, that's true. So I, um, I was an employee and I was on a salary. So generally speaking, when you're on a salary, when the job needs to get done, it needs to get done. It doesn't matter how many hours you have to work. 
And I used to work longer hours, but I was on a salary. And so that is based on the position, not based on the person. Okay. Number two way is someone can be a self-employed. So when you are a self-employed person, which means now you are going to specialize into something which you really love to do or which you're really good at. So for example, you might want to become a mortgage agent or a hairstylist or real estate agent or an accountant. So any of those trades are great trades, uh, but when you are self-employed and when you become sick, you go on vacation, what happens to your income? It stops, right? And uh, so that is a self-employed. But the good thing about being a self-employed is number of hours you put in, that's how much money you make, right? And you can work as many as days you want to work. You control your schedule as well. Uh, number three way is you become the business owner. Now, being a business owner, which means you own a system. That could be any type of system. And it doesn't matter how many people are working in that system. You might have five, you might have 10, you might have 50 or 100. It doesn't matter. But you have a system in place, and that system is going to continuously work with or without you physically present at the location. Okay? So as a business owner, now if you go away, you go, you become sick, or you can't show up at work for whatsoever reason, your business is never going to stop because you've built that system, and that system is going to bring the revenue in. And number four way is um, you become an investor. So at some point in your life, because now you have built enough asset, uh, like money aspect I'm just talking about, so now you find the ways how you want to make that money work for you, right? So there are four ways to earn an income in society, uh, and whether you like it or not, you fall into one of these. I am perfect example. My wife is a perfect example as well, which is a transition from being an employee, self-employed, became a business owner, and then we're also investor as well. So you've gone one, two, three, four. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and anyone can do it. Yeah. It's not just us. It's uh, as long as you understand what it takes to get there. Um, and I already mentioned to you about our life challenges, and uh, it doesn't matter. Everyone has their own situation, and I respect that and different situations, different intensity, different scenarios. But anything you want to do, you can totally do it, uh, however way you want to do it. And it's all about dreaming big, and that's what just keeps pushing you to do that. And you are our guide. We need that guidance. And I've got to say, everything you've said is so smart. It makes sense, dollars and cents to me, that's for sure. So lots to think about. We have come to the end of this episode, How Money Works, it's been amazing to be with you today and speaking with you. I've learned so much, and I know there's a lot more to come. Can you give us a preview of what we will be discussing in Episode 2 in January? So January, we all get into the tax season, and I'm going to talk about some concepts which are specifically heavily focused on the tax-efficient uh, way or tax-deferred way or what you can do just to start building your retirement, take some tax advantage, depending on what you're going to do. And then, in my opinion, I have seen this all the time, that uh, around the January 2nd, 3rd week, people start getting their credit card bills after the holiday season. And that brings them a little bit down in a way that now they have too much to pay and uh, not too much money they have in the pocket. 
but my clients, they all, always know the concepts and my clients always keep me up to the speed about what is happening with them in terms of where they stand in life. Even they want to make a purchase, like for say, like they, they will contact me and then they will say, okay, what do you think about it? Because I think they have full trust in me in a way that uh, whatever I have done for them so far, that is really uh, working for them, and they're really hopeful about their financial future. And you know, it's interesting, in the introduction, I mentioned that not only do you talk the talk, you walk the walk. And we've learned that through this episode, that you have been through all kinds of things, but you've always found a path, and you want to share that with, with others. Why do you want to share it? I just want to share it because, you know what, it's all about whatever you have. Why Why should you keep just with you and not give it to other people? Like, if you Let's say someone knows the uh, cure of the cancer. Would you just be secret agent and not tell anyone about it? Absolutely. You will just talk to everyone about it. Well, guys, listen, this is what you can do, and this is how it works. And uh, I think it's it's a great way uh, just to show your gratitude as well. And me and my wife, we have been very humble from the very beginning, we have helped so many parents, even at the at the Sick Kids Hospital, because my daughter was involved heavily with the Sick Kids Hospital. We have uh, helped parents in the community when they have any questions or anything they want to do about their finances, not expecting anything out of it, but we have just helped them with even like a funding resources, like how to complete the applications and how to do this and how to do that and all those things. I'm also a, a board member of one of the nonprofit charity where we raise funds and uh, we just give it back to the community. We don't get paid for it, but we just do it just because it's, it's just for the goodness of, of other people who really are in need. And I think also um, why it is more important nowadays is uh, there's too much available on social media. There are so many resources available, and sometimes people get lost by, by getting into too much information. Uh, it is complicated. It makes them more confused about it. Uh, but that's, that's what I think I thrive on, um, and I love to keep doing this, uh, and I love to make an impact for as many as families I can. And uh, that's for me and for my wife both. And we both are on the same page from that aspect as well, that how many people we can make an impact. Can we leave on one note, just a line? I would say when it comes to about your finances, uh, I know that most people don't like to talk about it. Um, You can even go back to your friends and family when you call them, when you meet them. I don't think anyone talks about finances. People talk about the health, people talk about the family, people talk about the holidays and work and all those things. Finance is something that people don't talk about it for whatsoever reason. For some people, it's like a stigma, like I don't wanna just expose myself, where do I stand in my life? But I would say that that is the, that is the only thing I would say, that when you are in need, just reach out. Don't just keep it to yourself because financial stress is also linked with your health as well. That adds up, right? And it is based on the statistics. Like uh, there are so many uh, conditions and disease which happens nowadays. Uh, It's also because of the stress. And I think one of them is financial stress. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, They can actually reach out to me. The best way is to contact me on my cell, 416 
5800000. Thank you so much for joining us on episode 1 of How Money Works. If you missed any part of this show, you can find How Money Works wherever you download your favorite podcast or you can go to 1059 the region our website and go to Discovery to listen again. Until next time, I'm Ann Romer, your host of How Money Works. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.